0: Welcome to the Start Summer podcast, the show where we empower females through mindset and manifestation. My name is Isabel Prestia, and I'm your host. Every Monday, I inspire you with an episode to show you how to attract your dream life. Make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. It's time to start somewhere together. Bree is a past client of mine. In fact, she was one of my very first coaching clients when I began my business in 2022. Brie is a mindset coach and counselor, helping clients manage mindset, evolve and make moves. She brings her knowledge and background in counseling, combining it with her passions for mindset coaching, making a pretty unique experience for her clients. We worked almost nine months together. I always believe how powerful long-term coaching is for both the client and the coach, of course. The connection you build both professionally and personally allows for such a beautiful ripple to flow into practically every area of your life. And recording this conversation with Brie was so energizing, so refreshing, and I know that you guys are going to enjoy it just as much as I enjoyed sharing it with her. Bree, welcome to start somewhere the podcast. I have been <laughs> wanting to ask you to come on the show ever since we first connected, I think back in April it was. We have been working in a coaching container since then. Bree, you've signed on to work with me a couple of times and it's been so awesome to be a part of your journey and also to see this and I really wanted to bring you to the podcast. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for asking. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. And I'm really <laughs> excited to. I really, Brie, I want you just to share your journey. I think so many people are going to be inspired by it and to see how possible it is for anybody. It can be like, just by taking such small steps can lead to such big results. So let's rewind back in time, Bree. we first connected, I think it was around April on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Yes yeah so we started chatting and yeah what was kind of what did it look like for you to want to work with myself
1: um look I I think the the big thing was that I was at a crossroads like I was at a well no not even crossroads I was stuck in a cul-de-sac like there was (laughs) no going forward I had to go back the way I came constantly and I kept getting into Uh dead-end streets I didn't know how to move forward I was just at a point where all of my knowledge and what I knew my experience as valuable as it is it wasn't I don't want to say it wasn't enough but it wasn't tailored to getting myself to that next step and I started to follow coaches when I really started to dive into the the wellness space and I found I'm pretty sure I found you through Chloe Corcoran. and then I found oh, this yeah and then I found the Sala app and then I remember like I think I started following you and then you reached out to me. It wasn't it wasn't a sales thing. It was just like a hey, we're on the same sort of wavelength here and you perked up a conversation and I remember I was waiting for the drop. I was constantly like she's going to put down like a sales tag here. There's going to be a point where that happens and it just didn't. It was a conversation where eventually I was like hey, you're a coach, right? <laughs> like you could actually help me here. Um and I think that that made it less of a icky sales pitch and I liked that and it meant that I had someone that I could talk to about being in this cul-de-sac like it was almost like you just opened my eyes up to other roads and it meant that I was able to learn in a different way yeah I think that's that's where I was I was definitely just spinning around in circles with no way forward and I suddenly had someone who was like I can lead you out of here side note Brie has the best analogies <laughs> it's a bit dangerous isn't it because when I start on one I can love
0: I can it. tell stories for days <laughs> I love it I'm obsessed with analogy as well but like you're on a whole new level so <laughs> every time we had our coaching course you would just come out with absolute gold and I'm just sitting there like laughing hysterically it's it's so good <laughs> but i really want to touch on the cul-de-sac analogy that's really good i feel we here being stuck in a dead end i love how you mentioned cul-de-sac and you know what comes to my mind is essentially i mean my role and also just coaching as a whole it's like the coach or that person we seek that advice from it's like they're giving us the roadmap they're giving us the street yeah. directory and then we're just following those steps to get out of there so i guess when we did start working together now so we'll go into that transition What was like the biggest, I guess, aha moments or transitions that you felt?
1: When I realized that I wasn't doing anything wrong, was the big thing. That Um, it was validating. It was knowing that even though, like, my background is not in business, and so I needed to connect with someone whose background was. And I remember I, the the original like reason was because I'd finished up all of my clients had finished their programs, their sessions. And I had no other clients to like continue and I didn't know how to get those clients. And I'm not, even though I have a history in social media and marketing, I don't have the knowledge that you have from doing it at university and then working in the corporate world. So I needed to connect with someone on that level and I didn't have anyone around me who could do that. Um, and I think too, the really pivotal thing was that you were outside of my, outside of my world, like I outside perspective that's the word I'm looking for Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah whereas I could talk to people who knew me personally but they also would be like oh but you have so much going on in your life like are you sure that you can take on a business whereas you were like okay how how are you going to do this because you didn't really care about the other stuff you were so focused on the business whereas I think my other friends were focused on the outside stuff Um, Mm -hmm. so those were like the the pivotal moments of realizing I now had a connection with somebody
0: and I wasn't doing anything wrong. I just needed to pivot. I think that's really powerful. You said not doing anything wrong. I, I really like that, actually. Yeah.
1: It it made me feel, again, validated. I feel like that mm. word's going to come up. You mm. can do like a counter for how many times I say yeah. validated. Today.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Every time he <laughs> yeah. says validated, take a shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And I think too um, – When I look back on the whole journey, the biggest thing for me, like my biggest fear and what kept me back was the investment side of it. Because I've learned this year that investment doesn't always mean a money. It doesn't have to mean a money return. Mm -hmm. I was very much like, okay, I'm going to spend money and I'm going to get money back. Mm -hmm. But I had to realize that 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 wasn't going to be the path for me. I I wasn't going to immediately get money back. Instead, I was going to get the tools and the all the different pieces of knowledge and puzzle pieces to create the way to actually get money. Did that make sense? Like that makes that was the investment sense. I: Yeah, that that's the investment sense. I got from working with you oh, was the knowledge. That. Yeah, because now that I'm moving forward, I'm constantly being like, I learned this and I learned that, and this is what I can put forward. and um, even though like I you know I, I'm not where we originally thought I would be. I am in a different spot, but I'm still on that same, that same path.
0: Yeah. It's still that, you know, that, that piece of pivoting, like you just shared.
1: Yeah. I feel like those were, if I really do kind of look back, they are the things that stand out for me the most.
0: Mm. I love that. I really, I thank you for sharing that. I want to touch on, I feel this is what a lot of people would really resonate with is that fear of investing. I mean, you've been there I've been there. It still comes up for me. I'm sure it still comes up for you. What do you think, like I guess we'll use like your case as an example, when that fear yeah. of investment did come up, what was that thing inside of you that was like, no, like do it, invest, it's worth it? Uh, the belief that money
1: works in circulation, it comes back. What you give out is what, you come, what comes back. Um, it is really hard because for me that money was designated for something else. It was designated because I'm, my goal is to buy a house. So I'm using money from there, but I remember having to think about it and think, well, I can either keep working towards, you know, putting that money towards buying a house and never get out of this rut, or I can take a step to the side and go, I'm going to take some of the money that I've worked hard to save and invest in myself so that, because the money comes back, like, It's not as though taking a sidestep meant that I wasn't going to get income, that I wasn't going to see money in my bank account ever again. That wasn't the case. I had to get out of the headspace of like losing money.
0: Mm. Does that make sense? It's like I
1: filled a bucket with water. Here we go with an analogy, see? I filled a bucket with water. Yeah. (laughs) I filled a bucket with water. It's full. And I want to like pour it into someone else's cup. But to do that, I have to let go of the hard work I've done of creating a full bucket And, yeah, you have to understand that sometimes you have to take a sideward step, and that sideward step is not backwards. It might feel backwards, but it's not. Yeah, the money thing is really tough. It's probably the toughest thing you have to work on Mm -hmm. in any – I just think in being an adult. And it's something we don't get taught? No, no. Pythagoras theorem, down pat. Money, not a clue. (laughs)
0: I know and um, I think like correct me if I'm wrong but what you've just shared and that whole thing of taking a step sideways I've I've mentioned this briefly in past episodes and maybe even with yourself and just in general it's such a common theme it's like when we see this end goal for ourselves we think that we have to say no to coaching was never something you considered you're like well no that's not what I envisioned so I'm going to say no to that and I'm going to find my own way to get there. When in fact, it's so much more powerful to go from, you know, right to left, for example, and cover more surface area. And I got this really cool concept from Katie and she really shone the light on this to me as well. And it's like, by doing this, by taking these side steps, we're covering so much more surface area. Therefore, we're learning so much more. And I think that, you know, really ties in perfectly to how you just shared everything that you learned from our sessions together. You're now bringing that forward despite not being exactly where you thought you would be because we're pivoting yeah. as we go. And like business is so unpredictable. Like, yeah, we can set goals and have a vision. I can't tell you how many times I've set goals and have never, ever achieved them in the time frame mm-hmm. I wanted to, but I've always learned so many more invaluable skills in the meantime. So divine timing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing when I talk to people now about coaching, it's less about, it's less about what you're going to get out of it at the end and it's more about what you're going to do each week throughout because you never leave a coaching call feeling less than or like you've gone backwards or like it's yeah like you haven't achieved something I've always walked away from a call feeling invigorated it validated and just I guess in a sense like I'm on the right
0: path Yeah. yeah Totally. And that's why you do this investment for yourself. And I remember as well, just some things that come to my mind, like some of your feedback from my sessions. It's, it's interesting. A lot of it was, you know, the energy, the positive energy rippling into other areas of your life and the confidence and all these kind of intangible things that, you know, aren't quote unquote business and marketing per se that you sign up for me for. But I think it's really powerful that those conversations and, you know, just the space and energy we held, it was rippling into other areas of your life. And I guess on that note, like how, yeah, how did that make you feel? Again, it was,
1: oh, I feel like it really did emphasize how important it is to focus on that. You know, I know that I am at my best when I feel good. And so when I would get off a call and feel inspired and it just meant that, the energy shift for the rest of the afternoon. My mind's going wild like stuff having 10 apps, 10, 10 tabs open. I've got like 50 for the rest of the day, and I'm bouncing around between all of them. So, the it taught me to really look at protecting my energy too, and to know that in order to be and like you know, a quote from Denise Duffield but to be the golden goose, I have to really respect and nurture the golden goose, and so that is the energy as well. So, if I'm going to be creating a business where I'm the service I need to be protecting every aspect of me and that starts with my
0: energetics and it really is something that takes time and also I don't know about you but I had no idea that energetics would take would involve so would would just be so much involved in growing myself and a business is that something you found as well
1: no my goodness yes
0: (laughs) right like you don't read that in the self-development books
1: no, most of them. No, absolutely not. I think it's game changing if you oh, yeah. can focus on your mindset and the way you show up. It ripples into every other aspect of your business for sure, and people pick up on it so easily. They can tell when you're being authentic, when you're being, or when you're being fake. When you're putting it on for that moment, um, I think that especially in in online stuff where we are mostly showing the highlight reels. Mm. I'm really drawn to people who show when things are tough and when they're not feeling great, you know, when they've they put on their story that like, you know what, this was my to-do list today and I stayed in bed all day because I needed it. So actually cross everything off the to-do list, I've just focused on me today. That to me is more relatable than when you read things like I know that they always say like the big like the best business people and the most um uh like the best, most achieving people in life, all those really top people that they get up at 5am and they have these, these routines and stuff like that. It's because they're putting energy into themselves first. Even if it's not, your, your thing might not be 5am, but they, they're spending time in their day to look after themselves
0: first. And then it just shows how that ripples into every other aspect and I think it's important to take inspiration from that, but don't think you have to get up at 5am just because some, you know, big shot billionaire is doing that. I mean, look at their lifestyle. Maybe they need to, because they have a family and so many other things going on. But if you're somebody who is more of a late night owl and, you know, you'd prefer to sleep in, like, I think that is the power piece where you can really honor yourself and leverage that. So I guess like, I really, yeah, I want to chat, brie what are, you know, you're all about wellness just as much as myself. And what are some of your, you know, holy grail wellness practices that you just feel you couldn't live without?
1: Um, I love this question because I think it changes every single time I'm asked it. Oh, <laughs> I'd love okay. to go back and like know all the answers I've, I've put down. But at the moment, it's starting slow. I used to be, so I'm very much a morning person. Um, I, I sleep with my blinds open because I like to wake up to the sun. In saying that, I recently have been resonating more with waking up and having a slow start so I've been one of my things now has been to be reading for the first like maybe 30 minutes of my morning instead of jumping on my phone instead of getting coffee or making food I will sit in bed with my water bottle and read and that to me has been like It's put me in a really good mood to keep going for the rest of the day. So that's probably the one wellness thing at the moment is spending my first half an hour to an hour on something that is bringing me joy, relaxing me, and setting my
0: mind up for how I want it to be for the rest of the day. I love that so, so much. Um, I guess like touching on reading books now, so Brie, you have officially I mean, not only joined the book club that I have with Ruby, but also, I mean, we're calling it like franchising because that just sounds really cool. So for those listening, I live in Adelaide, Brie is from Queensland. So Brie, obviously, so I was posting all about the book club and I I think you were just asking what the books were. And I was like, anyone can join the book club despite where you live. And Brie and I just got chatting, I think in one of our coaching calls, and we've essentially decided that Brie is going to start hosting her own version of it up in Queensland, which is super exciting.
1: It's really exciting I've got a few like a few friends have been like they just love the idea of a book club I don't know what it is but a lot of my friends agreed that when you think of joining a book club you think of being like 60 70 it's like part of your retiring you go and meet with like all your old friends and like you sit around and have like coffee and I don't know why that was the case but it was. And when we all started talking about it, we were like, we all like the self-development space. We love to be able to learn. I've got a lot of friends who are small business owners as well. And um, sorry, my dog would like to be part of the podcast. Um, but yeah, so I sort of said to them, I was like, well, if it's possible to be able to do what they're doing here, I'd love to facilitate that. And yeah, it just... I, that was literally like maybe 15 minutes before our call, that conversation happened with a friend. And then, yeah, was, ever since then it's come up a few times, um, especially when I've been on like Facebook, people in the area chats that we have um, that they're pointing out that they want, they're looking for community, they're looking for something like that. So, and I think the prospect too of it being um, online helps people jump into it. Um so I'm constant, I feel like I'm constantly saying, it's called this, but don't stress. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not just Adelaide. It, you, we're doing it here. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to bring it here. I'm excited to see people, young people start to connect with like-minded souls because that's what I wanted from it
0: and community i mean connection community i mean connection also is like my biggest value so having community is so crucial i'm sure brie you can resonate with this as well it's like when we do struggle to find these people in real life we do go online and we find these online spaces so how important has community been for you like in your whole business growth and just your whole growth this year uh
1: exponential
0: (laughs) i don't know if that's right (laughs) word.
1: Um well look I've I've grown up in communities. I've yeah. always really valued it. I grew up in as an only child, well, in an only child household. Mm-hmm. So I constantly relied on outside groups to make life fun and entertaining. Um so when it came to business, the second that you can start to engage with people who are on a similar path or have you know, a similar vibe, it makes a world of difference because you feel like you're not alone and especially working in like the online space can be very lonely. Um, So it's made, it just means that you have someone to go to, you have a place to go to, you don't feel so alone, but also you meet people and you network. So you create opportunities and you're put in position to receive opportunities too. Um, And I've learned so much because I'll see what people are looking for and I'll be like oh yeah I actually need that or I'm at the moment looking at it as like research whereas like someone will say I'm looking for this this and this I can't find anything and I'm like cool I'll create it give me a minute I'll pan something out Um, it's I, I, I don't imagine how you could do this without having a community yeah. without having a support network around you yeah.
0: I don't know I don't know how people do that do people do that? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. I feel in like when we're talking in the online space specifically, yeah, I couldn't imagine, and you know, me especially going through this transition of being working from home essentially, like yeah, online, um, you crave community, and I'm such an extroverted social person, and it was a huge adjustment for me. But I really made sense of this recently. It's that piece of sacrifice, and it's like, well, I couldn't think of anything worse than having to be in an office at 8 a.m. Monday to Friday, and you know, like having to be there, like that is just not. You just not. Nah. Couldn't be a thing for me. So it's like, it's sacrifice. (laughs) I'd rather just be my own boss from home. And, you know, when I can't be surrounded by these types of like office culture, build our own, create our own, jump online, you know, like we're not even in the same state. And, you know, we've had this connection since April and I'm sure, you know, for so much longer now because you're a part of the book club. So it's like, use the tools you have around you, which is social media. Like we wouldn't have businesses if it wasn't for social media.
1: Yeah, I would be very interested to know how people did this before social media. How did they, and it would have to be communities. It would have to be events that were held and people could all come together too. but I'd love to talk to a coach who did this in like the eighties or even earlier.
0: Yeah. And without the community aspect. I mean, I feel coaching, it's very much a modern, a more modern, you know, profession and also career. I mean, obviously there are the OGs from back in the day. Like I'm sure Tony Robbins started, you know, decades Mm -hmm. ago so it would be very interesting to hear what that side was like I can imagine it just being extremely lonely
1: I would think so yeah and you'd have to really live in a good area like I live in a semi-rural town you blink and you've gone through it so I couldn't start anything here and everyone here are farmers and old people realistically (laughs) so I couldn't have started anything here I would have had to have uprooted my life to go somewhere to find a community yeah so
0: thank goodness for the internet yes and um yeah to book club to anyone listening who isn't a part of this and wants to join i mean breeze in queensland i'm in south australia i mean it doesn't matter if you're on the other side of the world as well the, yes the name is book club adelaide maybe we'll look at changing that because we are expanding which is pretty exciting but it's just the space to get in if you're wanting personal and professional development and networking and who doesn't want that if you're in the online space or exactly. not in the online space just in general <laughs>
1: I agree, wholeheartedly, I agree. And I think the greatest thing is that you don't have to be um, a business owner because I think yes. that's, that, yeah, the personal development side of it because I, I know people who have read the business books and they use it in their jobs where they're managers or you know, they just take the mindset aspect of it. Yeah.
0: Mm. So it's
1: valuable no matter what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And a lot of the time, you know, you start in the whole mindset space and then maybe it leads to starting a business. Maybe it doesn't, but I don't know about you, but that's how I got into this whole space. I was so passionate about health and wellness and the mindset. And now here we are.
1: Yeah, I was the same. And I had people telling me left, right and center, you should do this. I would pay you to do this. Like, please start a business or like I had people begging me to do it and so it was like okay I'll do it and then I did it and then it was like okay now what (laughs) now what do I do you're in
0: high demand
1: (laughs) well well, I was definitely I was yeah and so as soon as everyone sort of wrapped up and achieved what they needed to achieve that was where it landed me you know full circle back here Mm -hmm. kind of going okay now what
0: (laughs) so how are you feeling now that we have wrapped up you know what nine-ish months of coaching together I Mm. could be wrong with that time frame but how are you feeling now I mean as we're recording this it is December 20 so the end of 2022 this will most likely go up in early 2023 but how are you feeling after investing in yourself for that long of a time frame which first of all is like you should be so proud and (laughs) happy of yourself for saying yes to yourself for that long you know I've been in the same position and it's huge you know financial time energy everything so I'm really interested to see how you're feeling after all of that it's funny, I've been thinking
1: about this more and more the last couple of days okay. leading up to today. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, I realized that my path for this coaching period was not about me achieving essentially a business outcome. It re- made me realize that I needed to do some work in between because I had a m- misconstrued view of what I actually needed for myself. So I remember having this conversation with you very early on, like before about feeling less connected to the name because the business name was Hunter Wellness and Counseling and the word counseling didn't sit well with me at one point. And as I've like gone back over my journaling from that time too, I really have realized that I I wanted to be able to bring everything I've learned from counseling because I love it and I have such a passion for helping people. But I love the concept of coaching and for so long I struggled with the fact I had to pick one and so that, that landed me in a space of feeling even more disconnected to the name because I didn't feel connected to the word. And then when I did the work I realised that I, that was where I was really stuck was I didn't see – I couldn't bring clients in because I couldn't see a way forward. I didn't know what that looked like for me. So how can I work with people for like eight weeks when I couldn't even see the fir- the next eight weeks for eight myself? Weeks, right. The biggest thing for me was that I learned that I didn't need to pick one or the other. I could actually <laughs> merge the two. And when I went looking for how other people had done that, I very quickly realized that no one that I could see had the same concept as to <laughs> what I was doing. So you know, like you're a business marketing coach. I've got other coaches I follow are mindset coaches. Others are meditation coaches. But I couldn't see anyone that was combining counselling and therapy into a coaching program or vice versa. And the things I wanted to work on, like I want to work with people who deal with anxiety, anxious thoughts, depressive episodes, mental health issues, mindset issues, which a lot of people do, but not in the way that I could see myself doing it. And so it was that realization that I've got something, I've been like searching for this niche. We've talked about it so long that I've been like trying to find this niche. I didn't need to find it. I just needed to realize it was already within me and then walk with it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I didn't need to create any, I didn't need to, to find it or go, outside of me to find it it was already here I just needed to do that inner work so while my investment in coaching didn't end me making you know 10k months at this point you know eight nine months down the track instead it's almost I feel like you've you've talked about this before about the concept of like time jumping Or what is it? Like collapsing
0: time. Collapsing time, yeah. Because,
1: yeah, how long would it have taken me on my own to realize that that's what I needed to do? So that to me, like now I sit there and I I have so – the block just immediately went away once I did that releasing. I just went, yep, cool, this is where I need to be. This is now – I can do this. I gave myself the permission and then I let go of every other thing that I thought needed prioritizing, needed my energy, I let go. And then the next morning, I remember I messaged you, I woke up, was like, what the hell? Like the downloads were just nonstop and they've been nonstop. Like the blocks in actually creating things for my business, gone. And I'm seeing now opportunities coming forward from people of collaborations and the, nothing that is going to bring me tens of thousands of dollars, but things that are going to bring me clients, which was the goal. The goal was never to make money, the goal was about clients. And so it's almost like I got sidetracked, which, hey, universe, you can stop doing that to people. And I, yeah, I landed in this space now where. I have like my coaching business has a style or dare I say it, a brand of coaching that I can't find anywhere else. So therefore, I might be one of the only people or one of a minimal group of people who is doing it this way and can be that coach for these sorts of clients. And I never would have done, I never would have got to that conclusion in the time frame that I had, had I not invested in myself.
0: I love every single thing you just shared I think that is so powerful we so often than not in coaching I reckon even just in life we invest in things and we get what we need not what we think we need and I think that's so powerful you had those realizations and like you said look at you now so that's so exciting
1: yeah it no it is like it really is I just, I sort of sit there and I kick myself because I'm like, for months I've been journaling about how I want to help people with A, B and C. And like, how did this not occur to me sooner? But
0: if it had occurred to me six months ago, I wouldn't have known what to do with it. So that's the thing, divine timing. And we always figure out things when we need to. And something, you know, one of my many life mantras is everything we need is right in front of us. We just have to look Mm -hmm. harder. And like you said, that whole thing was within you. You just had to go within, find it and walk with it. You know, we're not searching yeah. for this external thing. We need to be the certain person or have this certain image. It's strictly within us and we just need to either find people, friends, connections, mentors, books, anything that is going to help us unlock it, but it's all here. Yeah. Within.
1: And it's okay that sometimes you need help to do that. I know a lot of people yes. who are like, you know, I can do the shadow work and I can do all of the different work that we all talk about and, you know, and it almost sounds super cliche, I can Mm. do that on my own. Yes, you can, but why would you do it on
0: your own if you could do it with someone and get there 10 times faster? That's the thing, and, like, we can Google anything. You can Google, you can create a whole billion-dollar business just by Googling, but that is probably going to take you 10 times as longer compared to Mm -hmm. asking for help. And I think the biggest piece, I mean, I'm sure I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And, you know, for my example, as soon as I invest myself in a coaching program and I'm actually putting a dollar value down, I just see it's like I'm energetically saying yes to myself and I just see the results come back to me. I know you mentioned the whole money energy concept a bit before, actually, I want to dive into that.
1: Yeah, I, I think that was one of the things that really sold me on coaching originally was the fact like your story where you invested in a coach and like a week later, you'd made that money back. So I think I had the presumption that that was going to happen for me. And then I had to go on that roller coaster of, oh, it's not happening for me. Well, then what is happening? And I could have gone down the path of, well, stuff this, it's not working. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the same result. But of course not, because I'm not you and i'm not i'm not on your journey i'm on mine and so i had i'm really glad that i had the background in journaling and yeah. like i've been doing it forever so i was able to express it that way and so i have some journal journals entries where i'm really annoyed that my business isn't bringing in money and why have i invested this money and i'm not seeing it and then when i keep reading or i keep writing it goes down the path of what i have got out of it and i realize oh I'm getting my money's worth in other ways. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That I think sense. a lot of people would see a lot of people's stories and think like, um, "I'm reading Denise Duffield Thomas's book, Get
0: Get Rich, get Lucky Bitch." <laughs> oh, I just finished <laughs> reading that last week. It's so good.
1: It well, and I it's... look at the beginning of it, and she's talking about how she, you know, won all those scholarships mm. and all of those <laughs> competitions and stuff, and I'm like, if if I was just starting my journey here and I read that, I'd be going to her because I want that sort of lifestyle yeah. or I want, that, yeah. and then I would be buggered if I didn't get yeah. it. So I'm glad that firstly, obviously, divine timing, I'd done some work prior to, you know, I had a better understanding. But I think people need to understand that when you invest in a coach or invest in any sort of self-help, you are going to achieve and receive the things that are right for you mm-hmm. and that you have to be okay with that because if you're just looking to make money and then you don't make money you're not going to have the same appreciation for the process
0: mm-hmm.
1: and oh that to gosh, me yes. is all reflective practice
0: absolutely absolutely and i think i, I love how you shared we're on different journeys like with myself i started my podcast and my community over two years ago and just started my business six months ago. So it's like I had essentially been doing the groundwork for two plus years, hence why I believe I was able to have that kind of result, whereas if I had just started, it wouldn't have been like that. And people ask me, how did you do this so quickly? But it's like it has been two plus years of work, and yeah. that's just branding work. Like that doesn't even include the mindset work. That was, you know, two plus years before that. So I've been on this journey for six years and only been making money for six months. Exactly. And that's what people need to realize is that
1: at the end of the day, you need to look out for yourself because the one thing you can drop your business tomorrow, but your mindset stays with you forever. Oh yeah. So work on securing that and nurturing that first. The rest of it will fall into place.
0: Yep. Yep. And I really want to transition. So mindset 1000% is crucial. You, You know this, I know this, I know every single listener knows this. However, I feel a huge hack, which you're gonna love this, and in my business, in my growth, I'm sure in yourself as well, is mm-hmm. spirituality. Yes, I'm so glad. So yes. glad we talked about it. I really it. want to go there. So <laughs> side note, in I reckon every single one of our sessions, Brie, we mm-hmm. would talk about the moon, the full moon, the new moon. Um yep. witches was coming in at one point. <laughs> um anything spiritual related and I mean I am more open about this and I love to talk about I feel spirituality is such a hack in business I speak to so many other female business owners and they say the same not sure if the males will agree we'll see but I mean you've mentioned journaling so much throughout this episode alone so let's start there how has your journaling practice essentially expanded yourself your mindset your business and like your whole life this year Oh, just this year alone Yeah, yeah, just this year. Um,
1: It's it's provided me the opportunity to reflect in like almost like real time, maybe not so much in real time, but like the fact that I can go back three months and look at what I was writing, what was my – that to me, it helps kind of almost keep me accountable for what I'm doing. So like if three months ago I said I was going to start something and then Mm. I'm here now and I haven't started something, yeah. I can sort of do the work of like, okay, why, what happened, where did I lose sight of it, whatever. The journaling aspect I think just provides you, whether you're a free writer or you need guided journal prompts, um, I use a bit of both. I tend to use more themes. So like I'll write at the top of my day like the focus for that journal if it's more of an intentional one. Um, I used to, when I, I mean, like I said, I've been writing for as long as – I could read and write before I went to preschool and we would go on Mm -hmm. like trips to Melbourne from Brisbane. It's about a 20 hour car ride all up. And so when you're three, you can't do that. So we would go over days and my parents would just give me a headset and an exercise book and a pen and that's it. And I would fill it. I would love to know what I was writing about, (laughs) but I would fill it back to back with stories, writing. Um, I wish we kept it because- you know, very in tune little three year old that I was. Oh, yeah. Um, so I would to know what I was writing about. But ever since then, I've always had a book somewhere close to me where I just write everything. And so in the last year, having that already well embedded, mm-hmm. it just made the reflective practice 10,000 times easier. I've used, I mean, I've used like the guided prompts. Um, I've also done what's called automatic writing. So when you're meditating, you just write whatever the heck comes mm-hmm. into your brain. Yeah. Um, uh, that was a big game changer in the sense of meditation because I had one night where I was meditating um, and hadn't been doing it for like a- ever, really, mm-hmm. ages. And I was meditating and writing at the same time. And when I came back to the present moment and I opened my eyes I looked down and the whole page was filled with the words learn to meditate and I remember looking at it going didn't I just do that <laughs> like what do you mean but it obviously wasn't I think it was more well I think when I sort of went on with that and kept going back to that page I think it was my guides very much telling me um, you need to include meditation in what you do like as business, in life, with friends, in everything that you do, you Mm. need to practice that Mm. conscious awareness because
0: Mm.
1: it is game-changing. And I got that. That's that's free writing. That's a form of journaling. I think it scares people, journaling, because I think they think they have to start with, Dear Diary, today I saw so-and-so and and it made me feel blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't think people really understand that journaling can be any sort of writing, it's just taking the thoughts in your mind and putting them onto paper. We're just clearing space, really, clearing space out of our mind. All those thoughts down on paper. You can see how, like, how silly something sounds, or how brilliant something sounds. Um, and even like the art of letter writing, that's mm-hmm. that's something I really enjoyed doing. Like writing letters to myself for the next six months. Um, I usually write one back. It'll be like, hey, so nothing that we thought was going to happen, happened. We should probably work on that. (laughs) (laughs) Chat in six (laughs) months, bye. But journaling is important. I think if you can write your thoughts, you get almost two chances to really sit with those thoughts. I Mm. think
0: that's so powerful what you just shared. I want to ask, do you journal only when you're in a really high vibe state or only when you're in a really low state or you find you reach for your book and pen in both both moods? Both moods. Um, I'll write
1: the really good stuff like when things are going really well but it definitely helps me process thoughts when things aren't. So if I go back to my journal from my breakup in 2018, it's very much, it's full of questions. It's just all the things that I would love to almost have said to people but needed mm. to process the thoughts before I said them. Yes, that is so perfectly put. Yeah, and I think that's been, I mean, I've used that sort of process with my business because I've put down what I'll write out like what do I want to be doing each day when I'm working for myself full time? What do I want the good things to look like? You know, what do I want to use my money for? What do I want my clients to be achieving? Um, it just helps to process the information
0: yeah Yeah. and also you know like let's talk about manifesting I feel this is like a perfect segue as well how does journaling help you manifest everything it helps me get
1: clear on what I actually want yeah because my favorite and least favorite thing about the universe is that it listens to you in a very literal sense oh yeah so I now I take my experience of working with young people with autism who also take things very literally. (laughs) And I actually take that experience and place it onto my manifesting. Oh, interesting. So yeah, so you can't say, so I have like an example is I used to work with a young boy and very literal, like down to the wire and we were all getting changed to go and do a water play activity. And I said, I was like, hey, go get dressed in the hall because we were in a side room. I meant the toilets in the hall But I didn't say that. And he went out and I was like, cool, he's going to go do what he's been asked. And then all of a sudden, all these other kids came running back in. They're like, George is naked. George is naked. And I was like, what? And I stepped out. I was like, George, put your pants on. He goes, you told me to get changed in the hall. And I was like, you're absolutely right. That is exactly what I told you to do. How about we go to the bathroom instead where you can have some privacy? And he was like, okay, (laughs) like toddled off. But I remember like that story sticks out so much because – it's the same with manifesting. If you are manifesting wanting a new car, don't be surprised when you have an accident that wrecks your your current car. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the universe is going to give you what
0: you want. Shit, that's, that's so true.
1: Yeah, because I, no, I think it's... that if you're looking to level up in your life and mm-hmm. you're like, I want this, I want this level up, I want to feel it. And then the universe goes, okay, but to do that, we need to get rid of your current boyfriend. We need to get rid of your current job. And so all of a sudden you're being broken up with and fired and you need to realize that <laughs> not that you asked for it, that's a horrible way of putting it. But, but essentially. You are, yeah, you're creating uh, that level up, but you're having to go through some shit first. I remember hearing once that the universe doesn't hear the word don't or no. So okay. if you're constantly saying, I like, or, like the negative side of it. So, if you're constantly in your brain going, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I don't have money, I don't have money, mm. then that's all the universe hears. And that's as far as it ever yeah. gets. Yeah. 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 So, and- I, I don't know. The manifesting side of it, <laughs> just learned to that's be very sense. specific. Yeah. And I've used my journal to figure out what
0: exactly I want. Yeah. I mean, and for those listening who've been tuning into the recent ones, like this year has been the biggest year of growth I could like ever comprehend and I've had so much broken down but it's because mm-hmm. I've been manifesting and I've been wanting to be in the position I am. Like it's taken 12 months to get here, right? But that yeah. was 11 months of just like disappointment and shattering and, yeah, so many amazing highs and wins but also just so much getting me through to what I had to. So I think like manifesting, um, it is, Is for the brave. I'm gonna say. I'm I'm, I'm gonna. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna declare that because you say what you want, yes, but not okay. Think about it. Like we all want to live this perfect life in our minds, but we don't all get there. Because in order for us to get there, we have to endure and go through shit, and not many of us want to do that. I mean, in fact, who wants to do that, right? But when you're so anchored into the life that you want you will find a way to get there. And that's how spirituality comes into play. You know, you mentioned your guides not too long ago, like spirit, that kind of thing, like it works through us. And I've always had this like deepest, deepest knowing in my soul, like in my gut that I'm supposed to, you know, share vulnerable things or say this or do that. And I'm sure you feel the exact same in in your own version. And it's like that is like the universe and spirit working through us to like give us this inspiration to keep going because they know where we want to go and we're not going to settle for less. Yeah. I
1: feel like the best way if you're like just figuring all of this sort of stuff, spiritual stuff out for the first time and you kind of want a really easy way to understand it. Yes. Have you seen the Pixar movie Soul? No. Oh my gosh, you have have we not discussed this? Okay. You need to watch the Disney movie Soul. As in S E U L S-O-U-L? Soul. Yeah. Okay it will right. you will just sit there and it, if a kids movie mm-hmm. has the same concepts that we're taught in spiritual practice oh, oh my gosh you kind of start to go there's got to be some legitimacy to this so there's like aspects where he goes into the character goes into his flow state mm-hmm. when he's playing music huh. oh my god and yeah and so it puts him into um this world where you know, every, nothing else matters, and it's just him playing his music. And I think that's me when I play netball. I've always said, and I've said it as long as I can remember, outside those white lines of the court. Yeah. When I'm on court, nothing else matters. Could not give two craps about anything that is happening. But when I step off, you can have my attention again. Um, and that's a flow state. I go on court, and mm. I'm I'm happy, and I'm even if I'm having a really shitty game or someone's really pissing me off, I'm still in that sense of flow. And it, it's a time when I will have ideas come to me on court. I will yeah. think about conversations on court. And the movie goes through, like, the purpose of a soul mm-hmm. and almost that sense of reincarnation. I don't want to say it like that, but, like, you know, we have yeah. a soul purpose on this planet. Yeah. And we're assigned it early on. Yeah. And when we achieve it, cool. And then it, you got to watch it. You have oh to watch gosh, it.
0: Oh, my gosh. It sounds good.
1: It's gorgeous. It's such a good movie. And I I made, like, my parents watch it because I was like, you need to understand where I'm coming from when I say what I'm doing. Oh,
0: and so when you see me good. sitting out
1: there meditating and journaling, you understand what I'm doing and where it comes from. This is my belief. <sighs> it's almost like um, the concept of going to church for me is the same as manifest uh, – I'm meditating, sorry. Yes. The art of prayer and meditation just – they go hand in hand for me, so yes. yeah i I feel like spirituality itself, in any form it's it's absolutely game changing. I feel like you got to kind of believe in something, right? It's got to be something bigger than the rest of us. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love I love that you oh, shared that. Himself. I'm gonna add that to my list um and I feel like this this ties in perfectly I want to wrap up so Bri you've got your program where you should talk all about journal prompts meditations kind of everything that you've really summed up recently so do you want to give that program a shout out people listening they can invest in that and see what your work is all about yeah so making
1: mindful moments I believe version one was called um and essentially it's a self-paced it's coach led but it's a self-paced program so i'm there with you in spirit um but you have access to almost a day-to-day guide for four weeks um so if you're brand new to the mindful space or you're looking to hit reset in your mindset practice it's a great tool to have because it gives you the journal prompts it gives you the meditations it gives all um activities and things like that that you can do that help to press reset and i've had um I've had a multitude of like variation with my clients. I've had people who are studying. I've got people who are going through grief. um, And they've both said that the practice just helped them. It gave them an anchor. It gave them a reason to stop and to be able to hit reset from a safe space and re-engage with themselves. And so what I'm doing in 2023 is actually evolving that program into version two. So it will be ever so slightly cheaper. It'll be a full PDF that you get straight up. So I won't have to worry about, you know, you won't have to worry about checking your inboxes each week. But it's, again, a program you can take and you can just keep going back to when you need to hit the reset button on your mindset practice because you will need to. We all need to. You can't keep doing the same thing years and years and years because, well, I mean, I can't because I have a slightly ADHD brain and... (laughs) God forbid I do the same meditation for more than two days in a row because my brain goes, nope, next, we need the next thing. So that's what this program I'm hoping will evolve into for people is like just
0: kind of that handy notebook to pull out and go, oh, yeah, I can do this. And it's been so awesome to see you, I mean, create version one and now to evolve into version two. So clearly people who, you know, did version one got some pretty amazing results for you to make it into a second version.
1: Yeah, I've seen some awesome feedback from them yeah and I love that it's helped them in various stages Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know I think that that to me was you know you create programs and stuff and you have like an ideal client or an ideal group and then you send it to them and then all of a sudden you realize you've actually hit four different types of people and you realize that your one thing yeah is actually valuable
0: to more people
1: and that was the inspiration to do it again because I was like I want to make it more easily accessible
0: Mm -hmm yeah yep. I love that well thank you for sharing I'll put Brie's instagram in the show notes and will the link for that be in your bio on instagram yes yeah yeah perfect the, so be in, the, the in the coming year, year yeah yeah perfect amazing and to wrap up Brie, I want to ask you one more question so okay. you actually started so by saying yes to yourself investing in coaching and this whole journey throughout the whole of 2022 so what is one thing you would say to people who are on the fence about starting?
1: Mm. the first thing comes to mind is just do it but I'm going to be really honest if you're sitting on the fence you're halfway there so why not face that way and start a conversation because I don't think everyone is quite ready to jump in but you got to test the water right like I think it's so important to start a conversation so if you're considering it Ask the question, take everything that is playing in your mind and take it to like to Isabel, you know, as in how reach out, DM, these are my thoughts. You know, I, I'm in the process of creating a program that is actually tailored to those people. And so I'm taking all those questions and putting them into that program. So ask the question, go and be like, Hey, I've thought about it, but I've got X, Y, and Z on my mind. Because you might just find that X, Y, and Z is the reason why you should have started in the first place.
0: Mm. That's really powerful. I love that you shared that, and it's so true. I heard this stat recently: only three percent of people, you know, in the buyer's journey are actually ready to commit and to buy. And you know, it's that sixty percent range, even more, that is still in this awareness phase and being like, "Am I ready?" Like, not many of us are ready to jump in two feet. Like that took me a lot of years to cultivate that. But when mm-hmm. I first, I mean, when I first started investing. I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? You know, like I'm going to dip my toe in and then the next one, the next one, and then I might dip a foot in, but then I might run away. Like it just, you know, we have to face that. I love how you shared on the fence face forward.
1: Yeah. Was it that you never know until you try, but I feel like you've got to find out what doesn't work to find out what does. So even if you start working with a coach and you're like, this is so not for me, you can tailor it. Like you can change it and be like, okay, this isn't going to work for me business wise, but it might work for me on a different journey. Um, yeah, I just, I don't think investing in yourself is ever a waste of money. You will get something out of it. Yeah,
0: Yep. Perfect. Well, thank you so much Brie for sharing that. And also for your time today, it's been so great just to chat with you and just to talk outside of our coaching container and just to really see all that you've grown and learned from working together. And yeah, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. This has been fun.